Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nikki P., it is terrific as always to be here with you, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. How are you doing? Doing very well, and I'm excited to uh, touch on today's topic. But first, give me your GTR. Uh, For me, uh, really what it is is... The, just the 4th of July. I had the opportunity <laughs> to, you know, see see the fireworks from my very own balcony, which was really awesome and a lot of fun. So I think that's that's kind of the big celebration for me. That's great. America's birthday. And yes. uh, so you're settled into your new crib? Yes, yes. It, uh, it was a little bit of a crazy move in, but we're here and it's it's going great. I love it. So my GTR is, I don't know, so... So there was the four, there was the Fourth of July, and then the Fifth of July, there was a little sporting event called the Women's World Cup Final, and it was even one of the players' birthdays, um, Rapino, I believe. In any event, did you happen to see the final? I did not watch it, but I heard a lot about it. So. That's great. What'd you hear? Um, just about the the spectacular was it hat trick. I yeah. forget who even the player was now. Um, but yeah, no, I heard it, it was just an incredible, incredible performance. It, it was a phenomenal performance. And I've probably peppered you and the audience here with enough soccer stories and coaching girls. But but as a coach of girls yeah. and of soccer, this was right up my alley. And it was so perfect for my daughters to see, to actually get this visualization, if you will, of them winning the championship. And yeah, I'll just uh, cut to the chase. So about three minutes in, I think it was less than five minutes, they were up three, nothing. And it just, it was incredible because Japan is known for their defense. They're so defensively sound, but the U S and I don't think they're coaching I should say that coaching is getting enough credit, but it was clear the first goal was a corner kick that wasn't high and like your typical corner kick. It was a low grounder, um, and Carly flew in. And by the way, that's who had the hat trick, Carly Lloyd. She flew in from way outside the box, unmarked at full speed, and drilled it. So that was the first goal. The second goal was a penalty kick outside the box, bounced around. She was in perfect spot, and she basically volleyed it in so um and then i'm going to jump to the fourth goal where which was her third goal she crossed over half field and again i'm giving coaching credit i think they must have shared some tendencies of the japanese goalie but she was out a little too far past the box carly just crosses half field looks up and and punch the ball basically from half field. It goes over the goalie's head. The goalie's scrambling to get back, hits it, and just hits it into the inside of the post. So she scores. And that that made for her uh, hat trick. They end up winning 5-2, and the rest is history. 
I love it as a GTR for two reasons. One is there is a fantastic documentary. Um, I'd almost call this a tip. If anybody's a soccer fan or just a teamwork slash chemistry fan, which is where this episode is going, there is a documentary on ESPN called The 99ers. And that was of the last women's team with Mia Hamm. Um, I think it's Julie Foudy. And they basically won the World Cup in 99 and it hasn't been done by the U.S. since. And the documentary is incredible, Nick, because what they do is they kind of take you inside the 99 team and you get to see and understand the chemistry. And then they they then move that story to the backdrop and then they talk about this upcoming team with Wombach and Carly Lloyd and some of the similarities and it's really powerful fantastic documentary so that leads me to the topic at hand which is an easy one having said all that it's called teamwork makes the dream work have you ever heard that i have heard that phrase a lot yes you have oh yeah okay so I, I think a guy by the name of John Maxwell can take credit for that. Um, I don't know that to be a fact, but as I say that in my office, sorry, first of all, that's everywhere. Second of all, there's a book right next to me called Teamwork Makes the Dream Work, and it's by John Maxwell. It's just a little something that sits on our coffee table. I think I have the same book. Actually. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And the other, as long as we're talking about teamwork, I think this may be Maxwell. Team as an acronym, or I should ask you, team as an acronym, what, what do you have? Do you have one? Team. As an acronym. Uh, In other words. To, oh, together everyone achieves more. <laughs> yeah, so good. Awesome. Yes. And that's all over our office as well. Together, everyone achieves more. So we're going to talk about, is this true? Is it false? Why? What makes a good team? What are some of the um, important things to know about a team? And maybe what uh, might kill a team? Does that sound good? Sounds great. Sounds like got to do that all in about 15 or 20 minutes. So um, so when, when I say team, what... What does that mean to you? Um, for me, a team is really a, a group of people who are coming together uh, for a shared goal. <laughs> That's awesome. I think you just read that from your book. <laughs> I, I, I've heard that definition a time or two. No, that's great. And, and I think what is important to know about a team, or at least three things that kind of just come to mind is, uh, and we've talked about a couple of these before, but it's always probably good to reiterate some stuff. So first is, I don't care if you're raising a child or you're an entrepreneur. It's the classic, it, it takes a village, right? Mm -hmm. And so this idea that the more people on the team that can share resources – it's just going to make your life easier. And I, I do. I mean, I love the whole, I guess you probably don't have kids yet. No. So that became quite evident to me. Once you have kids, the grandparents, if you're lucky enough, they fly into action and then they're, you know, either 
they're there with their time or they're buying all sorts of stuff you need or, you know, who knows. But it, but it really sheds light on this idea that it takes a village. The, the second thing and, and one that hits home is this idea that we talked about the maturity continuum. You remember that? Yes. And that comes from the seven habits of highly effective people. And so the maturity continuum says, what is the highest form of maturity? Not to put you on the spot, but for Um, purposes of discussion, do you recall? I I believe it had something to do with... uh, it's a cooperation was or yeah, something around excellent. that. Yeah, yeah, interdependence. Yes, there you go. So, so the lowest form, starting at the ground, is probably where I should have started. That's dependence, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the middle ground, which I thought was was the you know the end zone. I thought this is where this was the highest form of maturity is dependence. I mean, excuse me, independence. (laughs) So you have dependence and then you move to independence. But the problem is that is not the highest form of maturity. The highest form of maturity, Stephen Covey is quick to point out, is it's interdependence and that's where the bridges are built, the championships are won, the wars even are one, right? It's right. it's the it's from the ability to work together. So I had a funny clip. I you probably I think you've told me I can't play a clip from the web. Um, it's not super easy to hear. If you send it, we can definitely link it and. Okay. It's super funny. You remember the scene in uh, I think it's The Hangover with. Where, where he's talking about the wolf pack. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Oh, man, I want to play it. So <laughs> he, he's he's like, I was a one-man wolf pack, and then I guess his, <laughs> his sister marries that guy. And anyhow, and then he's he's telling them how he's added them to the wolf pack. And, and so, A, that's really funny, and B, it reminds me <laughs> of a great quote, which is, Basically, the strength of the team is in each member, and the strength of each member is in the team. Mm. So, and I saw that related to a wolf pack, which led me mm-hmm. led me to somehow uh, the hangover. Nice. So, so we have it's this idea that you're going to be better off a when you can. When you can work with people, there's just no denying it. And the second is this idea. It's the highest form of maturity. And the third is it's the strongest form of resilience. In other words, under extreme pressure, so to speak, right, Mm -hmm. duress, humans do much better when they're surrounded by other humans, right? Where, the, where there's a team involved. In fact, I can talk about it or you can use the example of, for instance, the Navy SEALs. I think I mentioned that, I was probably close to a year ago, I did this one day training. Um, is that ringing a bell? 
I don't think so. I don't okay. think we talked about this. Okay. Well, it was really cool. So one of the things they did to kind of weed out the quote unquote week, and by the way, they were taking it easy on us, but they had about a hundred guys lock arms and then walk backwards to the shoreline and then lay our heads back into the icy waves mm. and and then just lay there. Oh, and what happened yeah. And what happens is as the waves rush in, people begin to panic, and then they, the water pulls you out a little deeper, and you're tied to the guy next to you, and then the other guy next to you. So if you got a big heavy dude, or you know you're getting sucked in faster. But but the point is, it's it's a great litmus test for them to quickly see who who, I mean, for lack of a better word, is is not mentally equipped, you know, for that kind of stress, right? Yeah. So pretty heavy stuff. But what they do, and the reason I'm sharing that is because what happens is by weeding out and putting them through intense training and, and constantly weeding out the weaker-minded people, so to speak, what they get ultimately is this team of people – um, which they shared with us, which was they're so committed to the guy on their left and on their right that they just they refuse to let them down. Mm. And by that, they have a team that, um, you know, they even said that, that companies and other industries will spend so much money to try and kind of dissect and reverse engineer what makes these SEAL teams so great, right? Everybody wants to kind of deconstruct it. But, but that was one of the things that stood out. And, and I think it's a great example of, uh, when a team is working at its highest level, certainly the, the seal seal teams are a great example, right? Absolutely. So that leads me to what do you think makes and this is all so easy for you, I know, but I'm going to, for purposes of discussion, what makes a team work or teamwork work? Um, I'm not. <laughs> just, throw, just throw out a few things, if anything comes to mind. Yeah, no- I mean, I think you have to be willing to uh, take you have to be willing to like take risks within the team to throw out ideas. Do you have to be willing to... Um, also come to an agreement. So you have to like air your grievances at, at, but then decide, decide on the best course of action to move forward and just align with the team. If that makes sense. Yep. You know, it does. And it reminds me one of that, that documentary I, I spoke of earlier, they were, they would showcase almost their, their teamwork to the point where they were, they were famous for, uh, how bonded they were. So there, there's a commercial that showed that I never remember seeing back in 99 where one of the members of the team is standing in the dentist's office and Dennis is like, you need two cavities. And then the girl behind her stands up and goes, then I'll take two cavities. And then the, or two fillings. And then the, the girl behind her says, I'll take two fillings. And it's pretty much exactly what you're saying. So it's this we versus me mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. And I, I love what you said about 
there's this transparency or, or being willing to show some vulnerability that certainly makes for a strong team. Um, a few things I have listed, harmony, right? Vision and alignment of mission. So if you were to kind of reverse engineer that or look back at the SEAL team, they have obviously alignment of mission, shared values. They understand their vision. Everybody's in sync. And there's not no friction. Um, it's alludes to kind of what you were saying. It's, it's this idea that a little friction is good um, and even moderate as long as it's, it's done in a way where it's for the we versus the me. Right, exactly. And you're not necessarily attacking the individual. You're attacking, like, problems. Brilliant. Yep. Good stuff. So anything else you want to share there before uh, maybe we talk a little bit about things that will kill teamwork? Oh, by the way, I want to say this one thing about values. Um, and I keep saying, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before, but a hiring, I would call it a best practice. One of the things we did, I think I did mention this because we did an episode on values, but but in hiring, I put like a hundred, wasn't that many, let's say 50 values on a piece of paper. I think it was more than that. And they, and then I had them circle 10 and then order them in priority mm. so you know family might be one freedom too etc but the reason i think that's essential is companies have their own unique culture often driven by the the founders and or the presidents or whatever but then trickles down out of the culture and really it's almost the other way around the the values form the culture but either way you look at it when you're bringing in new people, you want to make sure there's values alignment, of course. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think that's a, a fun exercise, comparing values. Yeah, well, and that's, that's, I think, super important when it comes to teamwork. Yes, sir. So what, what might destroy teamwork? Any, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I think there's lots of different things. I think just that lack of trust. Uh, I don't know. For me, when we talk about uh, destroying teamwork, it always comes back to that book, uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I don't know if you've ever read that book. I have not, but uh, I love it. And I know you've mentioned that, actually. Okay, yeah. It's it's a great book. Um, but basically, the trust is really like the foundation, essentially, of any team. Um, it's the lack of trust that is kind of that if that's not there you can't move up in the pyramid at all that's huge and trust is a value mm, absolutely, <laughs> I mean, absolutely right no it's funny it's uh excellent anything else i mean there's lots of i think lots of different sure. things when you start people start putting their ambitions ahead of uh the teams you know awesome. you, you know when you put your personal things ahead of the good of the group or the actually accomplishing the goal, that's going to destroy a team right away too. Beautiful. Me versus we. Exactly. Yeah, the, the lone wolf mentality. I wish I could play that <laughs> sound bite. Just Google listener slash reader. Uh, what do you have to Google? Because I have it up. Hang on. Yeah, the hangover wolf pack speech. 
Wolfpack speech. Um, so yeah, this this lone wolf mentality, me versus we. Uh, my contribution is better than yours, or more important. Um, I just heard of a tragic kind of partnership breakup, and a lot of that was behind it. It was you know one guy thinking or gal thinking she's doing more than the other partner, you know, mm-hmm. and. And a lot of times that may or may not be true, but but the question is, where's the appreciation for the other partner and what they're doing? And is there a real appreciation for it? So um, I it reminds me of this quote, this idea that you're absolutely and totally unique, just like everyone else. <laughs> Right. Yes, exactly. So, so having that empathy or capacity to really listen and really understand if that's lacking, um, I see it all the time in teams where it's just, I'm the one doing all the work. Why the hell isn't anybody else working so hard? A lot of times there may be some truth to it, but I, I think a lot of times people are getting shortchanged. Um, I think something that's essential to teamwork on some level is a strong leader, yeah. right? It, it leads to this idea of vision and mission, but, but really a leader's job is to promote and create other leaders. And um, it's also this idea to mediate and help share the perspective and identify when those things are fraying. So for instance, going back to that where one person thinks they're doing more than another, uh, I think an astute leader or an experienced leader will step in and say, hey, yeah, no, I hear you, John, but let's not forget X, Y, Z, W, et cetera. So I, I think strong leader is obviously paramount too. And I guess the military would probably – support the military model which <laughs> would support that premise um what else do i have here i think poor interpersonal skills will kill teamwork hmm. um probably goes without saying but you know this ability to listen and and really it leads me to remember what habit number five is by chance um not specifically okay Seek first to understand, then to be understood. And, and that's what I think teamwork is built on. And, and at its best, it leads to habit six, which you know, right? Probably. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah. Okay. Synergy. Yes. yes. <laughs> Probably. Um, so there you have it, man. I think I think those are some some threats to teamwork anyways. And, and, you know, I, I just love this, this discussion. I bought in to this many, many moons ago. Um, one of the companies I'm involved with, I've had partners for 20, knock on wood, 20 plus years. Um, and I think, if you have the right team and a lot of times you have to make it right 
um, it's it's extremely powerful. So I would just say parenthetically that in this case, one of the keys I think to this partnership that I'm referring to is there are three partners, not two. So one, depending on when the issues arise, one person and sometimes it rotates, becomes the, the mediator, if you will. Um, and then the other benefit is uh, they're, they're senior to me by a number of years, 20-ish. So I think that has given me um, added just terrific value in terms of mentorship. So yeah, I've been awesome. really fortunate to be paired up with these guys. And like I said, um, longer than many marriages – that the the reality is, quote unquote, that at some point all partnerships fade somewhere, sometime, just due due to time, if nothing else. But of the ones that I've seen have really struggled. A lot of times it's two partners and it's a 50-50 relationship. And um, I'm not saying that's the kiss of death. I'm just saying it would be a whole other podcast to go down the road, kind of a checklist, what you could do to mitigate different podcasts. I want to end on a happy note, which is teamwork makes the dream work. And do you have anything you want to share? I'm, I'm feeling like I should crack, crack the book and look for something while you share something. Uh, no, well, I think ultimately <laughs> this is something that it, no matter what kind of work you're doing, you know, where you are in life, like there are teams all around you, even if on the most basic level, you know, your team at home, uh, for those people in school, it's the people in their classroom ultimately could be considered some sort of type of team. So I think this is an important thing to really consider and to uh, look to optimize in your life. That's brilliant. And, and, uh, I would just add, cause you just reminded me. So, so there are, those people that think, well, look at the, the tennis player or the golfer. They're, they are not on a team. They're all alone. And, and that would be a, a terrific fallacy because they have trainers and coaches and they would be the first to tell you how deep their team is and how they could never be there without their team. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter if you're in a real team or, or <laughs> I don't want to call it a fake team. <laughs> It's a fabricated team. Um, yeah. And then I think for the, the reader, listener to transition, it, you know, this could be about, as you said, the company, the school, the community. This can be about who's your CPA, who's your spouse, you know, what are you doing to listen to them, to create synergy, to give back, to contribute, right? Right. Exactly. So – and teamwork makes the dream work. So there you go, bud. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Martin. And we'll talk to you next episode. Yes, we will. Very soon. Thanks, bud. Cheers. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. 
I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.